0: Hello, hello, welcome to the Elisa Unfiltered podcast. My name is Elisa. I am your host today for a solo episode, Just Me on the Mic, on this wonderful Wednesday, August the 17th, 2022. Truthfully, I don't know what's gonna come out of my mouth today. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever done a podcast like this before, a podcast where I'm a bit emotional. I'm, I'm mad, I'm fired up. And I, I feel like it is time to uncensor myself a little bit on the subject of division, of the hate that I'm seeing, the divide and conquer methods, <laughs> how we got to become a human race, a community, a culture, especially here in Canada, the nice country, the nice people, we have become a human race that is being led even deeper down the path of justifiable discrimination and hate towards one another. And I want to talk about this and uncensor myself because I I genuinely believe that people are good, that most people are good, that you listening are good. You're a good person, right? You wake up, you work hard, you do what's right for you. You love to the best of your ability. You don't wake up and intentionally plot and scheme to hurt people's feelings and troll them on Instagram, do you? No, I don't think you do. I think most people are good. I, I believe that it's not your goal to hurt people emotionally, is it? No! <laughs> most people are good. However, however more and more, with the help of mainstream news and corrupt leaders and this like righteousness, this, this n- human need to belong and protect what we think we know, the echo chambers that we are we are we are surrounding ourselves in, the group think more and more. I I just I just I think we need to check ourselves here a little bit and and break the structures that we are, the walls that we are putting up around us. I think it's nuts. Listen, people do funny things when they're sick, when they're tired, when they're emotionally burnt out. On the weekend, I actually, just side note, on the weekend, I watched this Netflix documentary called Woodstock 99. Did anyone else watch that? Fascinating. Okay, first of all, during Woodstock 99, I was 18 years old and I remember wishing I could go to it. Like it seemed so cool. Woodstock 99 looked amazing. But what happened was downright insanity. 250,000 people who walked into one of the most sought after music festivals as good people coming together to celebrate love, that Woodstock energy, celebrate music. They left three days later, injured, arrested, in hospital, dehydrated, raped. People had trench mouth from contaminated water. It was a mess. There was fires, riots, looting, like people... Good people did things they never, ever thought that they would because of the conditions of their environment. All right. Groupthink is extremely powerful. And if you're asleep at the wheel, you will drink the Kool-Aid. People are always like that cult mentality. I would never do that. (laughs) Well, never say never because... Under the right circumstances, with the right conditioning, most people will drink the Kool-Aid. And no, this isn't a conspiracy theory podcast. I'm honestly just ranting and I need to unpack. And I know that most people listening to this show or that follow me have a curiosity. And they also feel the need to unpack a lot of feelings about the way good people are treating other good people. Healthy people treating other healthy people. And I, and I believe in questioning the narrative. I believe in questioning things that don't make sense. I'm not just going to sit back, right? I go against the grain sometimes, right? (laughs) Because I've learned with intuitive awareness to take a bird's eye view, to sort of zoom out a little bit. And see things from a bigger perspective. My world, like the more, the closer I hold my beliefs and my emotions right in front of my face, the more big and real and uncontrollable they feel. The, the more I need to like protect myself and close the walls in. But I've learned to sort of zoom out from that and look at it from above and and detach from the things that I think that I know. And the world looks different when you zoom out, when you have a bigger perspective. And give yourself space and time to acknowledge that what you think you know might be wrong. And that alone, just the idea of that is so fucking powerful. It's so powerful. This is how you grow as a person. This is what growth is. This is what human personal growth is, is zooming out on what you think you know. And honestly... Are you okay if you're wrong? What happens if you're called out and you're wrong? What do you do? (laughs) What have you learned? What have you been trained to do? Are you okay if you're wrong? Are you still whole if you make a mistake? You know, I've made some massive mistakes in my life. I've made some massive mistakes. And in this moment today. I am a whole, complete, lovable, amazing human being, and so are you. Being wrong is a part of life and part of growth. You're the same as me. We're both here navigating a crazy world that is putting so much stress on our central nervous systems. All of this attention-seeking, politically-driven, financially-driven world Under the spotlight of social media where if you say one thing, you're attacked by millions of people. And that is just fucking insane. And we're all participating in this in one way or another. And like so many things don't make sense to me. And I think the goal of this pod, the goal of this episode specifically, is to offer A little bit of an alternative view that I'm unpacking and I want you to unpack it with me because I know you're a good person and deep down, I know that what's happening within friends groups and families and communities is not sitting well with a lot of people. And what do we do about that? How do we move forward with love and compassion? I know that publicly, not a lot of people are speaking out, but privately, More and more side conversations of people being like, what the fuck is happening? And I can understand why you wouldn't publicly want to ask questions or speak out like I'm doing right now. Very, maybe conservatively to some people, but like outright outrageous to other people. (laughs) You might because you might be attacked and labeled. I get it. I've been there. I've done that. It's fucking hard. It's, it's really, it's really hard. Just calling bullshit on the lockdowns like I did, um, this past winter in January of 2020, 2022, how many, 2022, how many twos are there in there? I got a hundred, I got hundreds of hate messages, hundreds And look, look at the data coming out about those lockdowns. People were so scared that they thought lockdowns were necessary. And now the mental health crisis that we're in. Wow. Okay, breathe, Elisa. I think I am generally composed when I record episodes. And my thoughts and my points are very thought out. But today I am a little bit emotional and I'm mad. Uh, anger is a good thing sometimes. I'm embracing it. I'm paying attention to it. Uh, I'm emotionally podcasting and fuck. I'm probably going to swear a lot. (laughs) A few people, actually, it's funny. I don't know why I think this is funny, but people sometimes ask me like, are you always in a good mood? Are you always positive? Do you always have positive vibes? And I'm like, no. No, not at all. But like, I guess I'm not surprised why people might think that because of the way that I do show up on social media and the way I generally present myself on this show. Like, sure, so I sure I go against the grain. I, like, say radical things. I lose followers. I get people to hate me. But, like, I'm just sorting out the way that I'm feeling. I'm just being a human being on a platform where other people are listening to me and they're agreeing with me or they're disagreeing with me. Like, yeah sure sometimes people think that the way i present myself is positive all the time but like it's because i think being awake and aware of my thoughts and beliefs and the self-talk that i've been conditioned to do the way i speak to myself in my brain where no one else is listening where no one else can hear me really helps me pay attention to things like triggers And when it comes to my emotional spikes and and it helps me to think critically all the time about multiple things, not just on the pandemic and the division, but on things like diet culture and relationships and my relationship to food and my relationship to fitness and all of these things. It really helps me to think critically and ask questions. I don't just ask questions on one specific thing. I kind of open it up all the time when something doesn't feel right I don't just like sit back and put my feet up and the blinders on or my head in the sand. I ask questions and paying attention to triggers. And when my emotions spike, for whatever reason, I generally don't spiral out of control and go to those like really dark places. Sure, I do. And I have this. But the awareness has given me the skill and the space and the time to come out of those dark places quicker, quickly. I've learned how to detach from the stories and the trauma of old and soothe myself and heal my wounds am I perfect at it no (laughs) not at all I don't know how the fuck to navigate what's happening right now I've never been in this position before I know you haven't either nobody has and we're like trying to do our best right we're all trying to be good people we're trying to do what's right for us and in the process of doing that we're getting stuck in cloudy water here but the practice of intuitive awareness has saved my mental health over this panty. The panty. Big time. I feel powerful in my body, and my mind, and my soul. I feel authentic. I feel like I show up as myself 100% of the time. I'm not lying to myself. I'm not lying to other people. I'm willing to show up and be vulnerable, I guess, you know, and talk about the things that people don't want to talk about. And I'm trying to be. I'm trying to really connect to what matters to me. I'm not trying to be like everyone else. And, and change the way I am. And fake it. I'm focusing on love. on Over fear. Every day. And it's hard. And I'm showing up for myself as myself. This is hard work. This is the personal development work. That I am choosing to do. For myself, because I love this life. It's a great day to be alive. I am grateful, and this is how I'm doing it. And when I notice myself falling into fear, I do something about it. That will be that will contribute to my overall wellness. And yeah, I fuck up. I make mistakes, and then I I pay attention to that because mistakes are so valuable. They teach you what not to do next time, <laughs> right? However, this morning when I woke up and I felt this fire in me, I felt compelled to come on the mic with this energy and completely abandon my original plan. I, I decided I'm gonna roll with this. This is my show. <laughs> it's my show. You're here to you are here to hear realness. You're here to learn about who you are through conversation and maybe question what you think you know. That's what I'm doing. That's the point of life is to question, not to sit and judge people and be righteous. Like, where is that? How is that? How is that working for you? You know, not to, the point of life isn't to posture, the posturing. Oh my God, making yourself better, putting yourself above other people. No, that's not love. That's fear-driven 100% of the time. So let's go. You know, human beings can make life so fucking complicated sometimes. And and like today when I, like my schedule was to talk about awareness like I always do. And how to access our own high-performance mindset. Which is a super neat topic because yes, Everyone has a high-performance mindset within the layers of their mind. You can tap into it, okay, which I teach in great detail in my coaching program. You're hot. You can be high-performance. However, this past weekend on Sunday, actually, I tested positive for COVID. (laughs) I have COVID right now. You might hear it in my voice. (laughs) Maybe you've been wondering, is she sick or something? (laughs) Yep. Yes, I am totally okay. No, I didn't get super sick. Yes, my throat is sore, hence the rasp. Like basically I got a, a really sore throat um, and, and a little bit of a mild cough, I guess. Uh, no, I'm not really tired, nor did I have severe symptoms. Yes, I'm still active. I've actually walked 5K every day. And look, I am vaccine free. I've had zero shots, and my symptoms are very mild. Michael is fully vaxxed. He also had a mild case of COVID. He, he actually got it in Toronto and passed it to me. It's fine. This is what happens. This is how people get sick. It's okay. So go figure. And, and being vaccine-free means that people treat you differently. And that's what I want to talk about today. And on that note, For anyone who just got a big fat hug hearing that I'm vaccine-free, who feels alone and outcasted and canceled, I actually recently found this really loving community. It's over on the Kid Carson app. So I'm not going to explain what the app is. This isn't promoting the app. It's not promoting Kid Carson or anything that he does. I'm just saying this is a really great community for people who do feel um, alone So go over there, download that app and you can follow me on there and we can talk, whatever, okay? So today, I like getting sick, who here has been sick before, whether you've had COVID or anything else? Getting sick is a part of life. We all get sick. When we were a kid, we probably had a runny nose and got sick 20 million times, okay? Not to downplay the horrendous effects of COVID, but instead of... Fearing sick and hating people. Okay. My goal is to lovingly encourage everyone to take responsibility for your health in the best way that you can. The health of your body. Start paying attention to your blood sugar, how much you move, what kind of food you're eating. Because health is wealth, baby. Your body is wealth. Health is the new flex. <laughs> it's the new flex. When you are healthy, like you are living the, to the best of your ability and you are responsible for your health on so many levels. And health does not mean avoiding things, it means building a healthy body and mind and protecting yourself. Your armor could be muscle mass right? Having, uh, having uh, a strong immune system, building healthy practices for your body and your mind, that is a flex. Okay? Cha-ching! Health is wealth, baby. Your body is living. It's breathing. It's a breathing miracle. And every single day you wake up and you make decisions that are going to support your health or hurt your health, that are going to support your your body are going to hurt your body, period. And I'm not saying that these decisions are easy. They're really freaking hard sometimes. So hard. The addiction, this sugar addiction, the, the food cravings, the just wanting, the feelings of depression and anxiety, the the weight that we're carrying from the stories and the narratives that we're attaching meaning to, like all of that plays this really intense role in our decision making. And yes, coping with the emotional and mental pain of loss and grief and trauma with things like booze and cigarettes and cocaine and late nights and sex and, and, and avoiding our lives and, and, numbing yourself is sometimes the fucking only way that you have learned to cope and detach and I'm not saying that those things are bad I don't want you to feel bad if you do those things fuck I do those things I've done those things I did those things so many times it's not bad but there is an under uh, there is another way I get it I understand how hard life can feel sometimes. I understand how we're all coming from different perspectives and life experiences. I know what it feels like to have your soul crushed, to have your heart broken, to live in abuse. I understand what having no money feels like. Broke beyond the financial pressure of having zero dollars in your bank account And zero food in your cupboards. I did that. I lived that. Having people donate food to you. Because you can't afford it. Living off shoppers optimum points. Eating ramen noodles every day. And then when you get a little bit of money. To buy a bottle of vodka. Instead. Of nutritious food. To fuel your body. On a Friday night. And instead just go on a bender. I know this because I lived this way for almost a decade. I lived this way a long time. I lived paycheck to paycheck in a cycle of abuse with an abusive husband. I thought I was a piece of shit. I stayed because I thought that's what I deserved. And I was told I was a piece of shit and I believed I was a piece of shit and I never questioned anything. And so I took it and I treated myself like shit and I spoke to myself like shit and I was asleep at the wheel. I didn't know any other way. And Jesus Louise, I don't think, I don't think I would be around today if the pandemic hit when I was living in that state. Like, I don't think I could have I don't know like I was living for my depression and anxiety meds I had zero awareness of my own power zero and no I'm not bashing meds like relax I think they're very helpful and very important in certain situations and I also believe that your personal power and your awareness and your mind, your being, your body, who you believe you are, is also very helpful and very important to your wellness. Oh my God, that is the program that we need to pay attention to. Who you think you are? Who's telling you who you are? Who are you believing? Where did you learn to be a good person or bad person? Where did you learn to self abandon and put your wellness into the hands of someone else to tell you what's best for you as a grown ass adult? What part of you does not trust that you can handle difficulty that you can't handle difficulty with love and compassion for yourself? What are the stories you keep telling yourself that are keeping you divided? Where do you go inside your mind when things get hard? Those are learned behaviors. All of those questions, the answers to those questions are learned behaviors. In the world right now, right now, the environment that you live in, like people say you are the sum of the five closest people in your life, are teaching you things. And you're agreeing with them, whether they're in your best interest or not, whether you actually agree with them or not. I literally, I have literally had the flu in the past where I've had a fever of 103. I was puking and shitting myself at the same time. I thought I was going to fucking die. Who else has had a flu like that before? And I didn't go on social media and bash my neighbors and shit talk public health and tell my family that they're the enemy. I didn't villainize the flu, which kills a lot of people every single year. All right. That's not the way we've been conditioned to treat people who have the flu. Again, I am not downplaying the severity of COVID. But like, think about how you've been trained to to treat people. But you know what I do? You know what I do do? After my colossal wake-up call about 10 years ago, when the container, the silo, the box I was living in, not only erupted, it like dissipated. It was gone forever. Like the walls were gone. I would never see the world the same again. What I did and what I do now is I pull up my big girl pants and I take good care of myself, my mind, my body. It's not like it took, it, it's not like I went from zero to 100 or zero to where I am right now. I started making little changes, little steps. Who am I spending time with? What am I eating? How am I working out? How much am I moving? What are the what like what kind of gossip do I keep putting myself around? How am I treating people? What kind of food am I eating? <laughs> What kind of exercise am I doing? And I keep going, asking the same questions to now having a garden where I know exactly the food that I'm eating, living the way I live and surrounding myself with people who accept who I am because I accept who I am first, right? My mind, my body, my soul. And anytime someone tries to take that for me that freedom to choose what's best for me away from me i want to question that you know how many times i've heard have another drink you're not drinking come on don't be so boring you know you, are you really going to eat that that's all you're going to eat you're running marathons is terrible for your body i can't believe you do that you don't have the vaccine you aren't welcome to Anyways, my point is that more and more people are falling into the trap (laughs) and the trap, the trap that keeps you stuck inside a limiting narrative because of the illusion of safety. That's the trap. But the trap and this trap is set through the lens of binary thinking is believing that there is a battle between two teams. That's the trap. It's believing that there's a battle between two teams. Always. So the way you see things is right and the way they see things is wrong. Hands up if you've ever had an argument in your lifetime, specifically in the last two years, um, fighting over who's right and who's wrong. Everyone's hands up. Hands just went up, I know. Myself included. I lived to be right. (laughs) Plus, I'm extremely competitive. So even when I realized I was wrong in the middle of a conversation, I would like, losing the fight was like the end of me. So I'd fight till the death. I'd keep protecting what I thought I knew or my point of view. Even when I knew I was wrong, it's crazy. So back to the trap. What happens inside this illusion of your ego, otherwise known as the trap, is that whatever the other team does is so bad, it's always so bad, that anything you do over here to fight against those bad people over there is necessary and justified. That's the trap. That's the trap of the unaware. The trap of the unaware that most people are stuck looping in right now, especially now. People literally feel justified to hate other people and say awful things to them and do awful things to them. They literally feel justified discriminating. That's what justified discrimination is. When you feel that you have the right to treat other people because poorly or under or beneath you because you're good and they're bad. Remember, these are all good people. You're a good person. These are people who five years ago would never have thought that they would ever disown family members, cancel them, cancel their best friends. But they did it. They did it anyways because they're sucked in the trap. It's the same with Woodstock 99. People went in there to have a loving Woodstock experience and they left raping people, causing fires, burning shit to the ground, to the literal ground, This panty has sucked in millions and millions of minds into a trap. And, like, fuck me. It's hard to get out of that shit. How do you get out of it? You need a massive wake up call. We see it all the time. People are on their deathbeds and they wake up and they're like, oh my God. They wake up to love, they need their entire world to explode. That's what I needed. I needed my entire world to explode, but it's not always like that for everybody. Before you turn into light and you and you start to love or see the love around you. Because I know that there are, and I know that there are people that don't need a massive rupture. I'm not at a point now where I need a massive rupture. It's like these little these little cracks in the foundation that I'm starting to see, the foundation that I stand on, you know? And I know people are like that too. They think, what is really going on here? How am I actively participating in my own decisions here? Or at the very least, people see like these little windows, these little cracks of light and begin to question. They, they can see something different and they start to think critically. That's a skill. That is a skill that will take you out of the trap. So think about it. I want to run through an exercise. I don't talk about this shit on my social media very much because my capacity for hate is just, it's not very high. I learned the very hard way of how binary and trapped humans are um, during the convoy in February here in my hometown of Ottawa. Um. But I'm fired up and I'm honestly so sick and tired of listening to people in my community who are trapped in these echo chambers, only having conversations with like-minded people. It's great to have like-minded people in your life, don't get me wrong. But only that, that's what causes problems. Only giving credit to experts where their expertise is in line with what you think you know, with your ideology, and watching people saying... Like, I'm sick of watching people saying my body, my choice when it comes to abortion rights, but not towards getting inoculated or vice versa. People saying my body, my choice when it comes to getting inoculated, but not towards abortion rights. Like, oh, man, these two topics continue to amaze me from a bird's eye view zooming out. How justified people feel to tell someone else. What to do with their bodies is amazing. The punishment we give them or the reward we give them, that domestication, your conditioning, it is so deep. These things are the same thing. Body autonomy is body autonomy, period. There's no exceptions. And to say otherwise is a direct reflection of your echo chamber, of your conditioning. And since I'm ranting to the people in the groups calling themselves diverse right now. Oh, man. The hypocrisy and diversity. It like. I Actually, it it makes me sick to my stomach sometimes. Like I, I just. I have to really, really pay attention and meditate on these things because otherwise I'll go down this like spiral. It's it's. It's really hard. First of all, the Black Lives Matter movement was a massive wake up call for me and my own privilege and how as a white woman, I subconsciously, and you know what, I'll say it, I consciously discriminated against people. And I I didn't even fucking understand how I was doing that. I just did what what I learned, what I always did. You talk about waking up to your conditioning. That was a freaking hard wake up call, man. I was asleep at the wheel. And it's funny because when someone doesn't understand something, they'll fight it. You know, the Black Lives Matter thing was so frustrating for so many people of color to hear Black Lives Matter and then hearing all the white people saying all lives matter. And I'm just like, I get it now. Because I started having conversations with people and actively listening to them and having empathy for their point of view. And when you start to understand, you stop fighting it. So you see that the way you see the world is one in seven billion and you can stop fighting it. But understanding first requires conversation. It requires having more than one viewpoint, getting outside of your echo chamber. And it's through these hard conversations that I've come to see that diverse groups aren't defined by having a bunch of different people with different skin tones within that group. You are not diverse when you have white people mixed with black people and brown people and and that. Yes, okay, diversity is yes, different skin tones, But it's also different points of view, different culture, different religion, faiths, beliefs. That's what diversity is. All coming together to love one another and agree and disagree and stay. (laughs) Right? Having deep conversations, teaching each other, learning, forgiving opening their eyes, celebrating in new ways. That's diversity. Diverse conversation. Diverse point of view. That's diversity. Diversity does not cancel anyone for any reason. Equality does not discriminate anyone for any reason. Being a good person does not involve dehumanizing anyone for any circumstance. But do you know what does cancel and discriminate and dehumanize? You know what does that 100% of the time? Did you say it in your mind? That's right. It's fear. Fear does that. Fear is keeping people trapped. It's the trap in the echo chambers where they seek out. So what's an echo chamber? It's when you seek out environments in which you encounter only beliefs and opinions that coincide with your own so that your existing views are reinforced and alternative ideas are not considered. That's what an echo chamber is. And in the process of doing this, like and people are just doing this more and more. They're getting trapped in these echo chambers and thinking their way is right and that the other way is wrong. It causes huge problems, huge problems in culture, in countries and families even like the gossip right now i think i talked about this on an (laughs) on a recent episode the gossip's out of control people throw on other people under the bus like fucking that and they cancel their friends and then they rally other people like to think the same way and cancel those people too and it's like they're ganging up. People are ganging up on people that they once loved. Three years ago, could you imagine this? Look at the people in your life right now. Who are you not speaking to anymore? What <laughs> relationships have changed? Who do you need to like walk on eggshells around or tiptoe around? Or who's become too much for you? I'm not saying these are bad things. Sometimes relationships run their course. And this is the exact process that you need for your own personal growth relationships rupture ending relationships is really hard fucking sucks it's heartbreaking but you can observe your role in the rupture you can take responsibility for your role (coughs) excuse me you can hold space and compassion and forgive other people okay do you do that do you have compassion and forgive or are you like fuck them are you like fuck it because those are two very different things very different things how many conversations have you had with friends where you find yourself censoring yourself or just agreeing because if you disagreed you would exp- you'd have an eruption you would you would there'd be volcanic eruptions because you don't feel safe how many people where do you not feel safe to express yourself the way you really want to your community do you see that as a problem i I, like i am seeing the division increase and the human capacity for non-binary conversation decrease meaning like everyone's stuck in this black and white thinking there's no gray area there's no room just to like talk about stuff Family members are turning against each other. Long-lasting friendships are ending. Think about that for a second. Is that the world you want to live in? Like, what are we going to do about this? What are we doing about this? How are we taking responsibility for this? Who are we listening to that is keeping us in these echo chambers? I want to do a little awareness exercise with you right now. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Starting a call, Like, man, having COVID and talking this slungs kind of hard. (laughs) Um, If you've made it this far in the pod into this rant, thank you. We're going to do a little exercise. Oh my God. My energy today, just before we do this, it like feels so freeing. I know it's intense. (laughs) It is intense. Man, I'm so grateful for intuitive awareness and this practice and this work because it's allowing me to see outside of like the box. The cage. And no. I don't have the answers to everything. Pfft. I certainly don't agree with everything. Or disagree with everything. Like just because I don't agree with something. Doesn't mean I disagree with it either. Like it's like what's happening? Why can't we hover over these situations? And just kind of like observe for a second. Instead of having these immediate reactions. And I. Because I'm seriously worried about the path many people are walking down. The trap that they're looping in, it's scary. I'm scared of the language that's just becoming normalized from our leaders against people. I'm scared of the lengths some people go to hate other people online or in person even. And I often wonder, what's my role in this? How can I help more people to wake up and think critically about what's actually happening in their communities? And not just sweep it under and be like, I'm a good person, so I don't need to worry about this. You know, How can I support people and help them feel safe being who they are? How many people don't feel safe right now? How can I help people love who they are more and more? What's my purpose here? So many people are like lost in purpose. They don't have a purpose. And their purpose has become just agreeing with everything, going with it. When it doesn't feel right. I want people to feel seen and heard as they are. That is, that is love. Because let's face it. Life is hard. And most of us have not only lived through childhood traumas. But the isolation and the trauma of the last two and a half years. The censorship. How do we even know if we're getting the full picture when everything's being censored? What happened to debate, you know, like, (sighs) sorry for repeating myself here. I apologize for that. (laughs) This is what ranting does. Um, But I have meditated on this topic for like 18 months after I sort of woke up from like asking questions. I've talked about this in previous episodes and I just keep coming back to love Keep coming back to love. What is love? What does love mean? How can I love myself more? How can I love others and share empathy and compassion towards them regardless of what they believe? How can I treat a human being as a human being? How can I love without condition? That's the way I want to actively live my life. And when do I react outside of love? What is that? What is that? Yeah, it's hard. But the alternative would require me to hate people and cancel them for thinking differently. And that's not good. Villainizing people because of how they believe what they believe. I don't think that that's good. Sure, acting violently is <laughs> certainly not good. I'm not saying I agree with that. Like, Come on. There is a way to get out of the trap There is a way to get out of the trap. There is actually only one way to do this. And it begins with loving yourself unconditionally. Loving yourself without condition. Because every judgment you make onto another person is a judgment made on yourself. Every judgment you make onto another person is a flashlight pointing at the wound within you. When you love yourself unconditionally, you you don't judge and project that judgment onto someone else. You let them be. Conditional love is a program. Conditional love is a program. It's taught to you from a very young age, generally through the reward punishment of domestication. We've all been through this process. And it's like, and then we teach those around us. We domesticate those around us. So like, You're a good girl if you do X, Y, Z, and you're a bad girl if you do A, B, C. Or you will get love and attention if you do this and not that. Or you will get praise from me if you act the way I want you to. (laughs) Think the way I want you to and behave the way according to my rules. I'm the boss. You have to do this or else you're bad. It's the way we are. Even if the rules don't make sense to you. So, like, when you were being domesticated, if the rules didn't make sense, what happens? You have to change who you are in order to accommodate someone else. And those create beliefs and and they create different choices for your life. And you start behaving in a way that self-abandons who you are. Okay? Get it? So... Where do we start? How do we begin to think critically and love ourselves unconditionally? When the very idea just scares the shit out of you, it's so risky. You just keep focusing on love and self-love. And actually, let's do that exercise. (laughs) I keep going on tangents here. Let's do that exercise. This is an exercise for your cultural conditioning, okay? so. This is the last thing we're going to do, and then we're going to wrap up this podcast. I want you to focus on the first word you think of that describes the following situations, okay? I'm going to say five situations. I'm going to list them, and all five are commonly discussed in today's news cycles and within our communities, okay? So I want you to actually label them with a word, and this is going to be kind of like a rapid-fire thing, okay? So you're going to... You aren't going to get a lot of time to think about it. And I genuinely want you to note the first word or group of words that come to mind when I say these things. Okay, ready? Okay, number one. What do you think of that describes an unvaccinated person? Number two. What do you think of or describe a person with two boosters? A person Who has terminated a pregnancy at six months. A homeless person. And number five, a billionaire CEO. Okay, so I made you work there a little bit. Okay, and no, I'm not going to judge you on your answers. I don't care (laughs) what your answers are. You're allowed to have the answers that you had. But now that you've established your conditioned beliefs. So the answers that you had is how you've been programmed to think about these five situations, about these five very powerful topics being discussed worldwide. Now it's time for you to observe how often you have conversations with people or listen to podcasts or read articles or follow people on social media who don't share a similar viewpoint to you. How many conversations do you have? How often do you hold space for other points of view? What happens when you have conversations with someone who disagrees with you? What do you do? You know, how have you been conditioned to respond? Do you say, fuck you? Do you get mad and think that person is crazy? Or do you get curious? Do you ask people more questions and try to get a deeper understanding to how they came up with that belief themselves? Why they think the way that they think. Do you hold space for that person to have an opinion that differs from yours? You see, the more aware you are of your domestication, the less you will attach your personal experiences to others. In other words, you won't get triggered by how someone else thinks. You won't take their opinion personally ever when you practice awareness. It's not personal. How freeing is that? Ugh. Look at the time. <laughs> I think I'm going to wrap this up right there. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for holding space for this. Um, and uh, for continuing to support the podcast. And if you, if intuitive awareness and the five levels of intuitive awareness is something that you're interested in, I, I challenge you to take the awareness quiz how aware are you anyways if you want to know you can go to alisaunfilteredcoaching.com and click the take the quiz button to find out it's just at the top bar take the quiz alisaunfilteredcoaching.com and keep paying attention keep focusing on self love and growth and expansion keep holding space for your hard emotions you've got this you're a good person life is hard Growth is not supposed to be easy. Okay, I'll see you next time. Okay, I'm over here giving you a big virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Elisa Unfiltered podcast. If you haven't done so yet, I'd love for you to share the love and head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify and give the show a five star rating. I'll give you bonus points for leaving a written review. And if you're looking for more, head over to ElisaUnfilteredCoaching.com for show notes and all the links to all things Elisa Unfiltered. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.